discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified. In heavenly places, Christ Jesus. I started sharing concerning the the priestly role of a believer, isn't it? Is that what I started sharing concerning? All right. So today I want to take you just a step further. Hallelujah. The priestly role of a believer. Hallelujah. And I quoted a scripture in Malachi chapter two, verse what? Verse seven, isn't it? What did I say there? What does it say? Malachi chapter 2, verse 7. It says, For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth. They should seek the law at his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Now, this scripture gets me just, I'm the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Man. Hallelujah. See, I'm the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I mentioned that you must know the Lord in order to have for others to be able to come for the knowledge of the Lord from you. You see. You must know the word of God for yourself. It's very important. If you don't know it, you will be deceived. The deception in the system is so much. In chapter 2, verse, verse 11, it says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Then he says, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry. You see, the job of these people's job, the reason why I'm in your life as your pastor is to perfect you. He says, for the perfecting or the maturing, full maturing, okay, of the saints. Then he says, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So you have a responsibility of edifying the body of Christ. The comments over there uh, are not, you know, punctuations were added by someone. Sometimes it reads away. You know, some people make it read this way. Go back to verse 11. It says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And even that one, some people read it this way. And he gave to some pastors. And he gave to some evangelists. And he gave to some apostles. And he gave to another group. That's not what he's saying. He said he, he gave some pastors, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors and teachers. Do you get it? Hallelujah. Not to a certain group. To a certain group he gave a pastor. To another group he gave an apostle. To another group he gave... That's not what he, mean. he means. Doesn't make sense to you. Or it doesn't make sense to you. Then he says he gave all of them. This is a fivefold ministry. He gave all of them for the perfecting of the saints, for the full equipping or the full maturing. The word, the word perfecting is actually maturing or equipping, full equipping of the saints. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So he gave them for the work, for the full equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Do you get it? For the saints, the, the apostles and prophets and all those guys are to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the work of what? Of edifying the body of Christ or building up the body of Christ. So you are responsible for the building up of the body of Christ. It's your responsibility. It is one, it is one of our major responsibilities as priests. We are to build the body of Christ. Okay? That is your responsibility. The last time I was mentioning how people are exposed only to rights. They like rights, but when it comes to responsibilities, they shake off from responsibility. But the kingdom of God is made up of rights and responsibilities. You can't run away from the responsibilities and want to enjoy only the rights. Then he goes on to say, 
in, in the next verse, verse 13. So we all come in the oneness of the faith. The word unity is oneness. So we all come in the oneness of the faith and we come to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or a fully matured man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This office is very powerful. Then look at verse 14. It says, that we henceforth be no more children. This is what I really want you to see. It says, that we henceforth be no more children. The word children is nepius. That's a Greek word, nepius. And nepius is a child or someone who, has, who is experiencing stunted growth. One who is not growing as he's supposed to. That's where nepius is. Hallelujah. He's supposed to grow to a point, but he's not, he's not growing. Even though he's receiving the food, the drink and everything, he's not growing as he's supposed to. He says that we hence will be no more children. Then he says, these kind of Christians are tossed to and fro by, he says, tossed to and fro, he says, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. They are carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Eh. See, eh. <laughs> they lie in wait to deceive. Their job is to deceive. Because of their belly, they say things that they are not supposed to say. Because of their belly, it's in the Bible. Do you want me to read it to you? Because of their belly, they will make merchandise of you, they will make money out of you because of their belly. Hallelujah. They are taking money, but you don't know what, is, what they are using it for. You see? And they will say things, highly inflammatory words, which are not scriptural, but they will show it to you in the Bible. <laughs> you know, everybody can find something to back whatever he or she wants to say. You can find anything to back whatever you, you, you want to say. You see? So if you, are, if you are a priest, which you are, you are called to be a priest, you must know your word. You must know the Bible. I mean, you must, you must understand what the scriptures are. There's no excuse. It's actually the first requirement. You must have a good understanding of the word of God. You have to know the word. Tell anybody you have to know the word. Tell the other person you have to know the word. Ask your neighbor, what do you know in the Bible? <laughs> Tell him I'm waiting for an answer. know what's, what the Bible says. Well, what does the Bible say? What is the theme of the word of God? Do you see? Yeah. What is the counsel of God? Paul said, I have not refused to preach unto you or share with you the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God. What is the counsel of God? Now, I'm not saying become a theologian. What I'm saying is that get to know what is on the pages of the Bible. If you don't read it, you will not know it. It will not enter your mind by osmosis or by diffusion. So you keep it under your bed, you sleep on it, and then it just enters. The pillow is a, is a permeable membrane. just goes through it like that. There's nothing like that. It doesn't seep into your mind. You have to read it. If you don't learn how to read it, if you don't read it, you will not know what it says. As long as you keep flying your Bible, when you go home on Sunday or go home on Tuesday, you are not going to get to know what is inside? What is, what is in there? And anybody can say anything and take your mind off. The last one I was talking about how some people preach. Okay, so let, me, let me show you some in the Bible. Can I show you some? Yeah, I'm talking about your priestly role. You have to be a teacher of teachers. It is part of our development as Christians. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. It's as though it's not in the Bible. That particular portion of the word is not in the Bible. But it's in the Bible. He says, for when for the time you ought to be teachers. Now, he's writing to believers. And he says, for when for the time you ought to be teachers. You have to be teachers at a certain point. At a point, you have to be able to teach others. That is the expectation of God concerning you. You, have, you should be able to teach people. People at your workplace, people, people in your school, people in your house. Everyone should be taught. You should be able to answer people's questions. It is a time in your development. If you, if you don't get there... You are an abuse. Anybody can carry you off by any slate, by any 
cunning craftiness. They don't have to even do much. They'll just say some one or two things and just change your mind. Off. If I realize you are off, you are doing some foolish things. It says, from when for the time you ought to be teachers. You, it says, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So the, 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 the oracles of God has principles. And it can be thought. God is not a mystery. He can be thought. He can be explained. Do you see? God has revealed something, some things to us that can be explained. There's a body of knowledge that can be communicated. Hallelujah. He says, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first result of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Not of strong meat. He says, you have become as those who still need milk. There's a time for milk. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. Let's, re- let's look at it. First Peter 2, 1 and 2. It's in the Bible as well. First Peter is in the Bible. You know, some people don't even know where. Someone said, turn to First Onassis chapter 5, verse 4. Onassis is in the Bible. Hey. Yes. For some, when you say, shall we turn our Bibles to John? They start looking from Genesis. I don't know when you get to John. We will not finish preaching if we are going to depend on you opening your Bible. We will not finish. Because when we say, shall we open our Bibles to the book of John? You start from, Rebe- from Genesis. Then you are looking. Genesis, Exodus. You are now coming. When will you get to John? By the time I get to John, it's 30 minutes. Should I, should I do a test right now? <laughs> should I do a test right now? Genesis. What comes after Genesis? Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. <laughs> How can you be a priest and not know where what is to start with? I mean, you you you've, you've lost. You've lost. A Muslim can convince you otherwise. A Muslim can convince you and he can just take your mind off. A Buddhist will sit you down and convince you that he's worshipping the same God with you. Because you don't know. You don't know your Bible. You don't know it. Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Ecclesiastes, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Habakkuk. Hey, Jonah. <laughs> Continue. Habakkuk, Zephaniah. Matthew. Nukejo. Hey. Christians. It's, it's unfortunate. We, we don't know. We don't know. Remember, I was talking about SDs. I don't know if it was in a Tuesday service or it was another. Was in a Tuesday service. You can't convince an SD otherwise. You, you, you may not be able to. Yeah, because when they go to church, they come them morning to evening. You first, the first thing for you to know is to know where the books are found. You see, where's Philemon in the Bible? Where's Haggai? Where's Nahum? Nahum. Have you ever read Nahum in your life? What is written in Daniel chapter 9, Daniel chapter 12, Daniel chapter 4? What's in Daniel chapter 4? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar's story of how he became an animal and every, everything. Everything is written in Daniel chapter 4. What's written in Daniel chapter 12? You should know. You have to know. Or you don't think you have to know. You have to know. You have to know where what is at least. You see. When you ask me a question, someone, someone came to us, ah, why? <laughs> it's like I know everything. Why? Because it's like, no matter what question we ask, you want to find it. Do you have why? Do you have the script? What do you have? What is your secret? He, that, so that, that's why he asked the question. Why do you have what? What is your secret? I said, oh, I've, I've read it. I've read it and I still read it. I don't know everything. I'm still reading. I don't know everything. I'll be, I'll be remiss to tell you I know everything. I don't know everything. But I'm still learning. Your learning does not end until you pass on. You see. Your lips must keep knowledge. But if you, you don't know it. You don't know it. 
How can you teach it? Are you worried? It's like you are sad. You are sad. I saw the fact that you don't know. It's like you don't know where Titus. Where is Titus? Titus is not an animal's name. Oh. <laughs> it's not sardine. It's not sardine. It's in the Bible. It's not sardine. He says, Wherefore laying aside all malice, this first Peter 2 1 and 2. Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes. Deserve the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So there's a period. He called them babes. You see, it was that period of their development. They were babes, they were babies. And he says, Deserve the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. There's a milk of God's word. Do you see? The milk of God's word. Hallelujah. He says, Desired. And it, it includes what I'm telling you, wanting to know. Where which book is found, which one comes after which one. If you don't memorize it, it is not spiritual to memorize. It, it, you see, there's nothing spiritual about memorizing. There's everything mental about memorizing, isn't it? You have to use your brain. You have to let, learn to put your brain to work. Or oh, you don't understand. How were you able to write the exams you wrote in school? Did you capture it spiritually? You really did do this. Right now, I'm doing that because everybody limits spirituality to that particular thing. It's like the way to release the spirit is by doing. Like, then you are releasing spirit or something. Were you doing that behind your book? You open your book, your friends are studying. Was that what you were doing? Didn't you make a conscious effort to want to know what is written in the book? Isn't it? You put your brain to work. You wrote some things down. You got it wrong the first time. Checked it again and checked it again and checked it again and checked it again. Isn't it? Then you're able to write your exam and pass. You would have still remained in class one if you didn't learn to put your brain to work. Why do you want to let your brain go on holiday in Christ? It's like in Christ, there's a scripture in the Bible like that. It's in people's mind. In Christ, put your mind on a holiday. In Christ, don't let your mind work anymore. There's nothing like that. You must let your mind be active in Christ. You must be intent on getting to know it in your head at this. Then what, when it's in your... You see, I can walk around meditating. Where I am now, I can walk around meditating. Ask me where I was an hour or two ago. I didn't have a Bible with me. I asked them... I just, I just came from the house with my wife. Ask her what I was doing before I came. What was I doing? I was sitting there. I was going through some messages. Some videos, checking some things. Not to come and preach. I was just checking it because I got some information about it. So I was just checking it. That's all. But whilst I was doing that, my mind is not there. My mind is not with them. You get it? I'm thinking about what I'm coming to say. So if you walk with me, you will think I don't read the Bible. You may think that I don't read the Bible. You may think. It's a thought. <laughs> because you may, you may not see me. I won't do it for you. You may not see me sitting down with a pen and a paper writing some things. I did that some years ago. And it is, it is on my fingers and in my brain. It's inside. I can walk around and be thinking the scriptures. And it will be blessing me. Are we there? And I'll keep quiet again. I know what is happening inside. But I went through that elementary thing of they were lashing me when I was in when I was in second uh, in uh, Sunday school. They were lashing me. We had to keep the whole of the book of uh, John in our heads. Yeah, share. They will kill you. You make a mistake, pop, pop, pop. They lash you. Then you come back again. Yeah, Ruth, the book of Ruth. I mean, we were we were, we were doing um 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 what's it called quizzes on various books of the Bible. So you have to read it, memorize it. You don't understand what you are saying, but you have to memorize it. We didn't understand then, but it has helped us. Yeah. They'll give it to me, prophet, tell them, guess it. Then they'll tell him to give it to me. They'll give me, papa, he'll laugh at me. The next time, when I, when I go, because he will ask, he in particular will ask me, I'll make sure I do that thing well. Yeah, I'll learn it. When I come, and he also makes a mistake, I'll give it to him. Well, so many of us, we're all learning, studying it. If you don't study it and you don't challenge yourself along that line, 
you'll never be a good priest. When they ask you something, you say, or the person is saying something very you say, there's some wisdom in what you're saying. Wow, there's some wisdom. I didn't know Buddhism was powerful like that. Hey, you'd be pointing to meditation. Hey. You will not know. They will carry you off as spoil, goods. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know the scriptures. But you have to make an attempt to memorize it. Okay? You like what I'm saying? You have to make an attempt to memorize it. Put your brain to work when it comes to the word of God. Do you know why the Chinese uh, church is doing so well? The Chinese church is doing so well. The underground church is doing so well. They're flourishing. They have thousands of people. They don't have Bibles. For a long time, they didn't have Bibles. And what they were doing was that they copied some portions of the Bible on papers. If you want Philippians, you have to go to the bathroom and sneak the book of Philippians with another book. Like that's how you, you have to exchange it. If you want to know what's written, because the book of Philippians may never come back to you again. For the rest of your life. If you want to know it, you have to chew it. You have to get to know it in your head. Babadie. Like you did in school. Babadie nyo. Oh, oh. Babadie nyo. Oh. It's actually good. You have to learn to memorize. Commit it to memory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Then as time goes on, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about studying some scriptures. You see, and... One man of God was telling me, I'm talking to Reverend George now. I asked him, because that man knows the Bible. I know the Bible, but that man knows the Bible. Hey, they are seniors, they are levels. When I see him, I'm like, I don't know anything. Yeah, because he knows the Bible, he knows the word of God. You can see, there was a little challenging, we said, uh, urinate. He should find a scripture, he should quote a scripture that has to do with urinating. Because if you say salt, you get scriptures ten for you. If you say tree, you get some for you. If you say woman, you get. If you say blood, whatever you say in the world. If you say hair, beard, le- uh, trousers, shoe, everything, he will quote a scripture for you. Can you imagine? Then so we say urinate in this one day. You will never urinate. He found he quoted a scripture for us right then. Then, yeah, just like that. He shall piss on the wall. Something like that. Pitch up, piss. And that's unity. You shall piss on something, piss on the wall. I don't even remember that scripture I quoted. Can you deceive such a person? Can you deceive such a person? No, no, you can't. What, what are you coming to say to convince him? He knows his Bible. So I was asking him, how, how did you get into this memorization and all this? Like, how did you get to know the things? He said, oh, during those times, I was just, I just, as I'm just fellowshipping with God, I just, my mind would just go on to the, the things that God has done, like the heavens and the earth and all that. And I'll start looking for scriptures that talk about the heavens, like the beauty of the heavens and the beauty of the earth and all those things. And when I look at it and read it, I just try to keep it. That's how it started. With time, that's what God will start bringing subjects to your mind. You ask you questions concerning certain subjects. That's what God asks questions. You ask you questions concerning some, some subjects. Do you know about sin? The concept of what's, what, sin, what is sin? What is the grace of God? What is the glory of God? What is the anointing? You see, you ask you questions as time goes on and it will determine your study and the scriptures you would have to get into your system. Okay? You see, it's a spiritual thing. Even though you are memorizing it, the Spirit of God has everything to do with it. The Spirit of God can help you memorize. It says that which... Has been, given, has been given unto you what? I commit, keep by the Holy Ghost. So you can keep things by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. First Samuel chapter 25 verse 22. So and more also do God unto the enemies of David. If I leave all that pertain to him by the morning light, any that pisseth against the wall. Yes, this is the scripture I quoted. Urinating by the wall. You've never seen we in the Bible. You've seen it today. Hallelujah. Okay, you have to you have to read it. If you don't read it, you will not know it. If you don't read it, you not. If you if you you must try and have an idea of what what it says. If we talk about the book of Acts, you should know what it says. What does the book of Acts discuss? What is the theme of the book of Acts? Do you see? And then with time, you get into the details. There's microscopic Bible study. Where you go to small, 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 small things and study them. There's telescopic, where you're just reading it to get to know the general theme of what 
it is saying in different places. Hallelujah. You must have a notebook to write things inside. You see. That's how we do it. We are not only a Christian or a believer. You are a disciple of the Lord. The disciple of the Lord is one who is recruited. A disciple is one who is recruited to learn of the ways of the master. And learn how to reproduce what the master does. You see. So don't, ju- don't just be a believer moving around. Be a priest. See, I'm a priest. See, I'm different. Or else? They will convince you. I promise you. Okay? So here's what, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need. I don't know if I'm helping you with what I'm sharing with you. You have need that one teach you again. That which be the first principles of the, of the oracles of God. And I become such, such as have need of milk. And not of strong meats. There's milk, there's strong meats. That's when you're getting into the, the details of God's word. Then there's the honey of the, the word. The sweet, that's the highest, that's the summit. Hallelujah. So what are you going to be? Ask your neighbor, what are you going to be? Are you going to be just one of the believers or are you going to be one who knows what he's talking about? What is your choice? What will your choice be? What is your neighbor saying? She wants to be the one who knows the way. Read it. Start by reading it. Okay. Can you say I want to? I just want to know what's in Genesis. What is in Genesis? What are toys in Genesis? Where, where in the Bible is Jacob mentioned first? <laughs> These are questions I'm asking you. It's not a rhetorical question. It's actually a question. I'm looking for an answer back. When is Abraham mentioned first? From where? Genesis from where? Verse what? Hey, chapter what? Chapter, chapter 11. Yes, it's true. From chapter 11. When is he mentioned last in Genesis? Or when does his life terminate? In which chapter does, his, does he die? <laughs> What's in Genesis chapter 30? Whose life is being discussed in Genesis chapter 30? Who? Enoch. Who? Jacob. Yes, Jacob. You are right. Clap for him. You are in church, or if you're not going anywhere, it's still church. <laughs> uh, don't have that idea that church is supposed to. Be, I see the Lord. <laughs> hey, stand up and say yes. 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 It's a training ground. You have to learn. If you, if you are not learning anything, you just walk in and walk out, walk in and walk out, walk in and walk out. The, the preacher, what did you hear when, the, when you went to church? You see, when you went to church, the preacher was doing this. Say to him, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Ah, 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 I'm coming out. The other day. Shalabayaba. And you don't know what's going on. You don't understand. You come, you go. You come, you go. You come, you go. Hallelujah. Who are the kings of Israel? You see. You want to be a good leader. You've never read about the book of Kings. First Kings, Second Kings. First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. You've made a very big mistake. You're a leader, both in the house of God, outside the house of God. And you've not read some of these things. Ah. Ezra and Nehemiah and Esther and Job and Samson, Proverbs and all those people. Just read it. Okay? If you read it, you get to know. Oh? Chemical engineer, how do you know chemical engineering? Didn't you read books concerning chemical engineering? If you're reading books concerning biology, would you have known chemical engineering? It doesn't make sense why you would read other things. You are always on Facebook. Instagram, people are taking as though they are looking for network. You're always on Instagram. You're always, how will you know the Bible? You don't know it. 
You see, the time you are spending is the same time you have to use for every other thing. Same 24 hours. You do not get 26. Same 24 hours. Okay? So sometimes Christians are funny. They are very funny. Because they want to get some things from God. But they don't know anything concerning His Word. That's why they struggle, 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 struggle before one thing happens. One person will get one miracle. One person. Everybody will be struggling and then one of them will get a miracle. Because it's, it's only in Christianity that the assumption is created that you don't need to use your brain. Is it? Am I saying the truth or I'm lying? It's like you don't have to use your brain. Leave it to the pastors. It's a very big mistake. The pastor, that's uh, 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 an ancient something. Uh, when the, the, the clergy conquered the laity. Mm? That's, that time has passed a long time ago. That's dark ages time. I don't know why you'd want to dwell in the dark ages. You have to get to know your word. And you get to know it by reading it. That, that's, I finished my message. I'm going to just talk about it until you are fed up. Then we'll go home. <laughs> or you don't like what I'm saying. Ah, what else? Because if I quote the scriptures, when you go, you not read it. I'm just wasting energy. I, I just need some two or three and then I'll talk to you. Ah, and then you go. You like what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pastor. I'm a powerful pastor. I have to do that. Yeah. I'm a pastor teacher. I have to teach you the word of God. Yeah. In Psalm 1, Psalm 1 verse 1. What, what is written in Psalm 1 verse 1? Blessed is the man that... You see, some people are saying something, but some people are not saying Someone is doing this. Did you ever hear of that joke? Those guys sitting at the back of the class uh, singing two times one, two, and uh, the Nigerian way. Two times one, two, two times two, four, two times three, six, two times four, two times one, two. And everybody, the teacher said, stop, and they didn't hear, and they were doing, oh, 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 oh. If, if you don't know, it says for the lack of knowledge, my people perish. My people are cut off from my from my blessings because they don't know. They don't they don't have knowledge concerning my word. If you don't know the word of God, you make a lot of mistakes. David made a mistake of counting or numbering Israel because he didn't know. He didn't know he was not supposed to do that. They were telling him that you, you don't have to, but he went ahead to number Israel. Then later on, he learned that this that was not how to do it. The, the first time he made a mistake was when. He, he went to carry the, the Ark of Covenant. He was trying to bring the Ark of Covenant where he was. He was bringing it. And because he loved the Lord so much, he got a very nice cart with nice horses drawing the cart or dragging the cart with the Ark of Covenant upon the cart. A very nice one. And people were just moving around it. There was a man called Uzzah. There were two of them. Uzzah was on the left was on the right, and then the other guy was on there. I forgot the other guy's name. What's his name? There were two people, actually. Read your Bible. Hallelujah. You see, there are Bible apps for checking your Bible, your knowledge of the Bible. You, you, you know those things. Do you, do you know those things are also on Play Store? But you like Mario. Ping, 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 ping. Ping, 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 ping. That's what you like. The devil is talking to you. Mario, Mario. <laughs> Temple run. Candy crash. Bubble breaker. What? <laughs> Which one? Soccer. Subway. Subway surfer. What do you learn from it? They're just going like that. They say it, ch- it makes you smart. Foolish boy. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> doesn't do anything to you. You should be checking your Bible knowledge. Yeah, they'll ask you questions. This, then you know, oh, I don't know this one. Then when, when it's over, they check, they, they bring it back to let you see the answers. You are going to learn by doing that. If you don't read it, how can you know if you don't read it? That's why you make a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. Oh. You see, what Second Samuel chapter six, verse three, and they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, that was in Gibeah, and Uzzah and Ahio, that's the other guy. The sons of Abinadab drove the new cart; they were the ones moving the cart, 
and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was in, at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. So he was in front. And David and all of the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fair wood, even on harps, and on sound trees, and on timbrels, and on corners, and on cymbals. We're just enjoying. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. His message endures forever. He was just dancing and coming. And when they came to the to Nakon's uh, threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. Just shook like that. And Uzzah decided to just put it in place. He was doing a good thing, isn't it? The ark of God is coming to fall and you are holding God. What is wrong with that? <laughs> what is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Look at the next thing. And the anger of the Lord was what? Was what? Do you understand that? Do you understand the word kindled? That means that it was already there. God was already angry, sitting down. As we were driving, just, his mouth had gamma like He was not happy. These people. These people. Then the thing shook. Kunkum. And the guy touched his hair. He just took him off. Receive it now. And the guy died. The Bible says that David was afraid of God. He became afraid. He was afraid. He went home. Kept the ark in Obedidom's house. And ran to his house. And went to sit down. That was when he read from the scriptures. What, how the actual mode of transportation. You know what he read? He read the book of Joshua. When Joshua was crossing the the, the uh, river Jordan, how they crossed the river Jordan, even before then, you see how the Ark of Covenant was carried. It was meant to be on the shoulders of the Levites, not being driven by a cart. Because he didn't know, he had a very serious problem. And someone died. Hallelujah. Jesus said it when he came. He said, You err because you know not the scriptures, neither the power of God. You make errors. All the errors are not because God does not like you. It's because you don't know what God thinks. You don't know what God... God has a language. You beg. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? Because you know not my, my words. Yeah, your brain is not trained to receive the signals concerning Ga. Ga is a language, isn't it? It's a language. Okay, some people know Ga. Let me speak my mother's my mother tongue. What about your Okay, Oh, <laughs> you are just trying to use your mind to. None of you can understand what I'm saying. I can sell you right now for one CD, and you will not know. I will be selling you smiling. Yeah, I, I, I've been saying, mentioning the story. One pastor went to Congo to go and start, DR Congo to go and start a church. He started a church. The church was flourishing. Some people were not happy with him in the area, but they were there with him. They wanted to terminate him. They wanted to kill him. Do you know what they did? They told him that he should go and escort them to a certain place. So he sat in the car with them. And as we were going, they were speaking the Congolese language. <laughs> and we were just smiling. <laughs> Do you know what we were saying? When we get to the junction, then we'll just kill him. We'll just push him in this. They were planning his death in the car. And we were saying it in their language, smiling. <laughs> Then look at you. Then he also smile. <laughs> oh, the Lord is good. His message endures forever. We were, taking, we were going to kill him. That's what God revealed it to him. That this is who are going to kill you. Hey, if he wasn't a praying pastor, he would have, he would have died. He would have died. He revealed, that's what God revealed it to him. That this is what they are planning. Then they got to a place where there were a lot of people. Then he said, oh, he wants to be we. The problem was that there was a little traffic. They can't drive off. You see, in, with speed. So they had to let him come off. If they try to, you know, bundle him in the car, other people will see what is going on. So they said, oh, okay, you can. When he got down, hey, freedom, he ran away. Ran away. 
That was the last time he saw those people. Hallelujah. See, his mind was not trained to receive signals in that particular language. God has a language. God does not speak outside of his word. I'm telling you, God does not. You want God to speak to you and you don't know the Bible. It ain't going to happen. He will speak to you, but you will not know he has spoken to you. He will say it in Ga. I'm just saying. Okay? Minta mahabo, loli. Choneni obanye oke oke fetu no ye 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 biye. Do you understand what I said? Minta mahabo chone chone choneni da. One answer. Choneni your four dents dents. Koni oke fe nibi kome ye eriami. Inke 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 bo. Minta inke kebo. How many of you understand what I just said? Yeah. Is, it, is it a good thing I'm saying? But you, some of you are clueless. So God, in the spirit, God is speaking nice things. Saying nice things, giving you direction. Go here. Messenger. You are the messenger of God though. You don't understand the, the one who's giving the message. Hey, how are you going to interpret it? Yeah, because your mind is not, you've not trained your mind to, to know what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you don't know, you will make errors. I just showed it to you. Mark chapter 12, verse 24. And Jesus answering said unto them, Do you not, do you not therefore err? Because you know that the scriptures, neither the power of God. It is you err. At the point he said that, why do you not understand my, my, my language? Because you know not my words. You don't know, you don't know. He says what? What did he even say? You don't know my word. You don't, you don't hear my speech because you don't know my word. Ignorance of the word of God is what breeds Phariseeism. You know Phariseeism. A certain group of people get to know it in a certain way and turn it in a certain way and bring it to the people. Then they dominate everybody. Yeah. Then they communicate their own traditions because you don't know. When you are even saying the wrong thing, you don't know. You are sitting in a church. You are just happy with everything. You are happy with everything the pastor says. You should know when your pastor is going off. You should know something in you must trigger, must trigger, and you should know that ah, this scripture does not match the scripture. Why did pastor use this? why? You should be able to ask your pastor questions when he says something you don't understand. You see, yesterday I preached. I said a message to the leaders, very powerful message. I preached concerning do not stop here, don't stop here. Very, I preached for three hours, three and a half hours or so. Same topic, don't stop here. Was it a powerful message? After today, this morning, someone called me. One of the pastors called me and said, I don't understand how this one is related to this one. Then I mentioned another scripture, mentioned another scripture, mentioned another scripture. I said, uh, I've never read those scriptures before. That is why you don't know it the way you, you, I communicated it. He said, okay, 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 I understand. Then he said, I have three other people on the line waiting for me to explain it to them. So I'm going to explain it to them right now. Yeah. Yeah. You see? You should be able to seek for clarification if you don't understand some things. Otherwise, you make, you make a lot of mistakes. It breeds what? Phariseeism. They sit in Moses' seat. And they deceive. See, okay, you should read it. Look at Matthew chapter 22. Let's read from verse 1. You see it there. Go to chapter 23, verse 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples. Verse 2. Saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. They occupy Moses' seat. Therefore, all therefore whatsoever they, they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. And even their saying is not correct. The way they say it, it's not. Because look at the next thing. For they bind heavy burdens and give yours to be born, and lay them on men's shoulders. How do they do that? Through their teaching. Through their teaching. So they will teach you something. They are not doing it too. But they will tell you, this is the word of the Lord. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> but I realize that you can't do any of the things. They are not doing it, they are sleeping. But they will bind a heavy burden and put it on you. All the oils, you think they are using the oils? It is, do you think they are using the oils? They are not using the oils. I saw one man of God speak. He says he has water of life. 
yes, water of life. He has done a he's done a pool with a fountain, like artificial fountain. Like he's done his own thing in his compound, and he's standing in the water, and he's talking about the water of life. And he has bottled some. As I, so I wanted to hear the scriptures he used, he didn't use any. And you should see the number of people flocking in there to get the water of life because it is producing a certain kind of resource for them. The fact that God told Moses to speak to the rock and he strikes the rock and God resolves does not mean that God is happy. The fact that resource is coming does not mean that God is happy. Do you know that? The fact that, God, the fact that miracles are happening does not mean that God is happy. Hallelujah. Yeah, so you don't use that as a sign that everything is okay. It's not. It's not. What you must be a stickler. Reverend Kenyan was a stickler to the word of God. That was why he never shifted off, never moved off. He's one of the greatest men who have lived after the apostles. One of the greatest. Because he was a stickler to the word of God. Jesus will appear to him. Okay? And say something. Then you tell him, if you don't show me to me in the Bible, I will not believe what you are saying. Would you say that if you meet Jesus? You will not say. He said, give me, he told Jesus, give me three scriptures. Jesus said, I'll give you four. I'll give you four. And give him four. Yeah. Because you saw a bright light walking into your room. It's God. No matter, it's God. You've forgotten that in the scripture. It says that even Satan is turning into an angel of light. Yeah. If you forgot, if you don't remember that the fact that you saw light does not mean. That it is God. <laughs> I remember how I got, I received, I, I started speaking in tongues. I was like 12 years old. Now, we're praying. We're praying. We had gone to a certain school. We're praying. Uh, it was a camp, a camp meeting for children, for young people. Just 12 years old. Just praying, praying. And it's, we're praying. Then, when I closed my eyes, I saw a bright light coming towards me. But the light was not friendly. How I knew it was not friendly, I have no idea. Probably because I knew the word of God in a certain way. So in the, in the vision, I, saw, I started running away from the light. Okay? As I was running away, I saw Jesus open up his arms. And then he embraced me. When he embraced me, I started speaking in tongues. For like three or four hours, I was speaking in tongues. That was how I received speaking in tongues. Okay? Years later, I was telling someone about it. And the person said, why didn't you turn to the light? Because the light could have been good. Because the person has it in his mind that light is light. Who told you? Light is not light. Light is good. Darkness is bad. There are different shades of darkness and different shades of light. The Bible says that John was a light. But he was not the true light. He calls John a light. But he said he's not the true light. Yes. Because there are many lights. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. You'll be fine. He says, for they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Verse 5. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries. You know a phylactery? A phylactery is the hangings uh, around the, the prayer show. Okay, the Jews would have a prayer show. Around them for prayer. When they are going to pray, then they put it on around their heads and then pray. And they had some scriptures written on the hangings. Okay, they were hangings on the prayer shawl. Their own is not the normal size. This is the big size of big phylacteries. Like baggy. Big phylacteries all over. Yeah, it says they make broad, okay. Small cases, this one amplifies with small cases and closing certain scripture passages. One joint prayer on the left arm and forehead. Have you seen it? And make long their fringes, worn by all militarized, according to the command. Continue. And they take pleasure in and thus love the place of Anna at feasts and best seats in the synagogues. Continue. They are superstars. And to be greeted with Anna in the marketplaces and to have people call them Rabbi, 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 Rabbi. If you read your Bible, you, you know that in the eyes of God, we are actually all the same. It is for the purpose of administration that one is elevated above the other. Or one is placed above the other. Did the neck decide to be where it is? The neck have a conversation with God concerning where it should be placed. That is determined by God alone. 
two guys, John and James, very wild guys. They were the propellers of all the confusion concerning who will be great in Jesus' camp. Okay? Who will be great among the disciples? These two people, they are called the sons of Zebedee, but they had another name called Bonegas, which means sons of thunder. They were very wild guys. They are the ones who were sent out to go and do certain things. Some people were sent out to go and do to go and find a place for Jesus to sleep in Samaria. Jesus was going through Samaria, going, going through Samaria, going to uh, Jerusalem, but needed to sleep there. He sent for them to go and search for a place. So the people came and said that no, none of the the hotels in Samaria said they would accept you because you will not do any crusade there. They know that you are going to Jerusalem, so they would say they will not accept you. James and John said that Lord, shall we call down fire? To consume these people. They don't respect at all. Let us call down fire. It's in the Bible. You can see some in Mark chapter 9, I believe. Okay. No, this is what this is the final thing I want to say, but there's one in Mark chapter 9, I think. What I'm saying now is Luke 9, rather. Luke 9, yes. What I'm saying now is Luke 9. And when disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, would thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did, even as Elijah did? Let us call down fire and destroy them like Elijah. Because they saw his the scripture. Elijah did that. Elijah was calling down fire. Elijah killed 150 men with fire. If I be a man of God, let fire come down and consume you. Phew. The fire will come and consume them. Phew. Like that. The last captain and his people came and said, I beg you, if I found grace in your eyes, come down let us go and see the king of Syria. I beg. Then he came down. But he killed 150. So they saw that and they wanted to enact the same thing Jesus' day. Yeah. Sons of thunder. They are hot. Very Charlie. That, you know those people? Very wild. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one called of God. I'm the one anointed of God. The anointing is upon me. <laughs> Jesus said that you don't know the spirit with which you are working. He says, okay. And he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what manner of spirit you are of. For the son of man is not come to destroy men's lives, eh? but to save them. And they went to another village. That's what he said. So they address something. That is another portion of understanding of the scriptures. You, the fact that you've read something or seen something in the Bible does not mean that you should do the same thing. Hmm? That, and that is a real thing. That, that, that is the ultimate. That is when you have gotten into the meat. That is the ultimate thing that I'm actually supposed to talk about. But I'm starting from the elementary side. Memorizing the scriptures, getting to know it, getting to know what's written, you know, in where, in, so that you don't make errors. Do you understand my message? Or you don't understand my message? Hallelujah. Very wild, guys. At another time, a, a guy was casting out devils. They, Jesus sent them out to go and cast, devil, cast out devils, heal the sick and all that. And they saw another guy casting out devils in the name of Jesus. They rushed to Jesus and said, Jesus, there's someone who is casting out, was casting out devils in your name. And we forbid him. We forbid him because he's not with us. He's not following you with us. He's in another church. He's not in our church. Meanwhile, he's using your name. We forbid him. We told him, hey, stop that rough there. And Jesus said that, why did you forbid him? Forbid him not. For the one who is not, the one who will use my name will, will lightly speak of me. Like, he will not insult me. The one who is using my name to do something will not insult me. Or say something bad about me. It's also written in the Bible. I don't know if, yeah, match at hand. This one is in match chapter 9. But Jesus said, forbid them not. Let, let's go back to verse 38. And John answered him, saying, you see John, same guy. And John answered him saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. And he followed not us. And we forbade him because he followed not us. But Jesus said, Forbid him not. For there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. Very wild guys. The, the summit of the whole foolishness that they had okay, was when they brought their mother to Jesus and said to Jesus, the mother came to because they had a very wonderful discussion with Jesus. They brought Jesus, brought him to, brought their mother to Jesus for their mother to come and say to Jesus that, listen, in your kingdom, let one of my sons sit on your right and the other sit on your left. It was a demand. You see, the way Jesus answered it shows you that there was a certain annoying, it was an annoying question or an annoying request. Jesus said, are you able to drink of the cup that I'm going to drink? And be baptized with the baptism that I'm going to be baptized with. Then he said, (laughs) 
But Jesus said, this is what Matthew chapter 20, verse 22. But Jesus answered and, and said, Ye know not what he asked. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. Very well, guys. They wanted position, like we want here, we want here, we want there. Yeah. That's them. And Jesus said, Okay, of a truth. You got an exit. Verse 23. And he said, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup. And be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. But it shall be given to them of whom it is prepared of my father. It is the father who tampers things. It is God who decided I should be your pastor. I didn't decide to be your pastor. I didn't choose to be here. No, it is God who put me there. You can't remove me. You can't. Okay? Anyway, for your information, the first person to die, to die out of Jesus' disciples was James. First guy to die. It's G- the baptism of G- G- Jesus was the baptism of unto death, like dying. You get it? And the cup was a cup of suffering. James was the first. He was, his head was chopped off by Herod. First disciple to have his head chopped off. <laughs> then the last of the disciples to die was John his brother. Because John changed his heart as time went on. He allowed the love of God to change him. They were so hot that they got to Jesus. Jesus did not invite the three of them, Peter, James, and John, to get close. No. Do you know about Peter too? Peter was the loud mouth guy. He's always talking. Peter's statements are more than any other disciple in the Bible. More than any other. There are some disciples who they didn't say anything. They were always the cool, quiet, calm, collected. Always looking at Jesus. Mm, we believe. <laughs> Bartholomew and they never mentioned. Yeah, no. <laughs> Very quiet, guys. When Thomas also spoke, every time Thomas spoke, it was doubt. Doubt. Let's go and die. <laughs> Jesus said he was going to re- resurrect, uh, bring uh, uh, Lazarus back to life. They had just gone through Israel and they had, they had wanted to stone Jesus, and Jesus had run away. And Jesus wanted to go back. Thomas, Thomas said, uh, let us go and go and die. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to say is that what we are on earth is because of God's own administration. He knows what he's doing. The fact that you are the hand does not mean that you are nothing. If someone wants to let you know that you are nothing, you should know what the Bible says. You understand? If you don't know, they'll rule you and dominate your faith. Hey, as for knowing the scriptures, eh, you can't underestimate, you can't overemphasize the importance of knowing the Bible. As a child of God, as a priest, you should know it. The dangers are too many. Okay? Am I helping you? Am I, am I letting you? The dangers are too many. Let me show you a certain scripture. Second Corinthians chapter one. Let's read from verse twenty-three. <laughs> it says, "Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth." Verse twenty-four. Not for that we have dominion over your faith. You see, Paul. Paul is talking. This is the Corinthian church. The Corinthian church was a messed up church. Okay, they are the ones who had someone sleeping with the the father's wife. They are the ones who go for. The Lord's, they go to the Lord's table and they will booze and vomit in church. And when they go and they see the drinks and everything there, it's first time, first time. When they see that, they don't just come and eat, drink, and vomit and booze in the church. Very wild, guys. Okay? <laughs> and Paul wrote very highly sensitive things to them. Then, in this particular place, he, said, he, was, he was talking about some of, the, some of the people who have said, he says, listen, I don't want to come to you with a rod. To come, if I come, I'll, I'll, the way I'll bash you with my, my words, you'll be surprised. So he said, he says, moreover, to spare you. This is in his correction, he's correcting the church, but he's even careful the way he's doing it. He says, moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul, that to spare you, I came not as yet unto Corinth. I didn't come because I wanted to spare you. Do you see? Then he goes on to say, not that we have dominion. 
Not for that we have dominion by your faith, but are helpers of your joy. For by faith ye stand. Since we are helpers of your joy and not domineers, people who are to dominate your faith. If you don't know the scripture, someone will dominate your faith. A similar thing is written in First Peter chapter five, verse three, when he was talking about the probable things that, or the things that an elder is supposed to do. Let's read from verse one, so it makes more sense. Since the elders which are among you are exalted, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed, feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for futile look at, but of a ready mind. Then it says, neither as being what? Lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. There are those who will be lords over, they are lords over God's heritage. Spirit. <laughs> You, they will say that I'm your father in the Lord or I'm your spiritual father, like some people say it. Hmm? And they will tell you 25 things that you cannot do. And 50 things, no, 25 things that you cannot do and 2 things that you can do. <laughs> and they will, they will catch you like this. Bring your tithes. <laughs> I have some boys, some guys who do that. They will call people, where is your tithe? They are not their pastors so. These are people who move around preaching in churches. For instance, I invite someone to... That's why I don't invite people to come and preach. It's not everybody... Having to notice who and who come here. Yeah, I know who to invite and who not to invite. One guy was invited to a church. When he went to the church after preaching, he noticed... He spent three days there. So the three days, you get to know some people. You get to know the people who are committed. He just zoomed the committed people. Got them close to himself. And started making them think that they are to send their tithes to him. And do some things for him by force, spiritual father. The fact that someone is your father in the Lord or spiritual father does not mean that. Hey, yeah. But if you don't know, I'm telling you some of the things that will happen to you if you don't know the Bible. Someone will just take your life and you'll be finished. Your movements will be limited. Where you can go, be limited. Everything will be limited. Not because you want to do it, but because they want you to do it. And they'll force you and preach some wild messages to keep you in a certain way. You debate what I try to talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. We must not be lost by God's heritage. But if you don't know, when Paul, you see, one of the things that really worried Paul was what happened after he had set up the church. He sets up the church and moves. Grievous wolves enter in. Wolves. They are wolves in sheep clothing. They are hungry men. They preach because of money. Yeah, money. I, there was a meeting that held in Accra by some young guys. They preached, took offering, listen, prophesying people to give, coercing people prophetically. The Lord is showing me, you, you can give thousand cities. Where's your money now? Open your pockets. Yeah, I know people who see people's laptops and phones and everything. Giving, you'll be shocked. It's just not, you hear, you, you walk and you come and your offering nicely, you are fine. See, so in time, everybody, people carry fridge and bring on their own. Yeah, it's not like that in some places. If they visit you in your house, you are in trouble. They know what's in your house. You can say, That's fridge, <laughs> it's for the Lord. <laughs> bring that fridge right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey, these people took monies from people in dollars, in pounds, everything. After the meeting, right behind the church, they were, share, they were sharing it and they were fighting over the money. Three of them, three prophets, they were fighting over the money. Uh, how much came? How much came? How much came? $15,000. And so it's supposed to be $5,000. No, no, it's actually $9,500. The, the first guy had cornered some of the money and they knew how he was. So they were fighting him to get the money. Can you imagine? This is ministers of God. Yeah. So if you are not, if you don't know God's language, if you don't know God, they will, they will dominate you. Magical services. It says, be all false prophets. Who come to you in sheep's clothing? But inwardly, they are ravening wolves. Eh? Inwardly, they are ravening. They want to chew things and chew you. Mario, 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 Gassay. Have you heard that song before? They will chew and chew your bones. <laughs> wolves, 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 real wolves in sheep's clothing. They'll chew you up and break your bones. Before I realize you are, your life is finished. 
I, I remember a certain, I was in a certain church. And one pastor took the rich people in the church and went to establish a church, another church. Under the same umbrella. Not a different umbrella. If it's love economy, under this love economy. But they, they, he left this other pastor in a very table and took his rich people, the people who were sponsoring the church and paying and oh, took them away, went to start a church somewhere. After three months, he was driving one of the richest people's car, the wife's car. Ah. So I was thinking that maybe the wife had sold it as a seed into his life. No, no, he, he said he's just using it for a day. And he had ended up using it for one month. And the woman can't say anything because this is my papa. Nonsense. Tell him about nonsense. nonsense. No, 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 no. He was driving the car all over the place. Before long, it was three months. Before long, it was six months. And it was, it was as though the car had been. It's now his. There are some people who are, not, they are shameless. They are called revenue moves. They don't, they don't care. They are thinking about their stomachs. Hallelujah. Know the Bible. Tell anybody, know the Bible. No, no, no. Uh, do it, do it in, a, in a nice English. Know the Bible. For yourself. Okay? Or otherwise, you will be led, you will be led off. And you will not be able to help others. You see? The concept of priesthood has others in mind. You will not be able to help others. If you don't do it for your own sake, do it for the sake of the others. So that in heaven, God can reward you for helping others. Hallelujah. I have so many things to share with you. We'll continue next week. In Jesus' name. Rise up on your feet and just thank God for what He has shared with you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.